Welcome to Making Sense of the Madness. My name is Jason Burmis. I'm sitting in for Sean Morgan, and we've got a show like no other. We're going to get into Elon Musk, transhumanism, the sustainability agenda, Imperative 21, and so much more. It's Making Sense of the Madness. We'll be back after this. Tell your friends, tell your family, automation isn't coming. It's here. It's expanding. And we're going to see it more and more in our everyday lives in all aspects. And one of the first places that we will see it in mass and have seen it delivered on a smaller scale is in the fast food industry. And right now, you have Chipotle and White Castle spending over half a million dollars a month on automation to combat labor shortages and rising food costs. Let me spell it out for you, folks. They are automating you out on every single level they can and then pricing you out on every single level they can. And they are a class of people that don't really worry about inflation and which currency is doing the best. Why? Because they have control of, they own, if you will, everything, the resources. And really our economic system in many ways is nothing more than a facade. And no more was that laid bare in front of our eyeballs than during COVID-1984. One of the main arguments that has long been utilized via big tech censorship, whether it be Google or Facebook or YouTube, again, a part of Google, Instagram, a part of Facebook, all censoring, and especially Twitter, which we will elaborate more on, what? Oh, it's a publicly traded company. It can do what it wants. But Uniquely, unlike other publicly traded companies that provide services to people and monetize those people's information, which is everywhere, by the way, you can't sue them. They're protected. And it was very obvious for anybody paying attention that they were working in lockstep, hand in hand, arm in arm with the media military industrial complex a extension, if you will, from Operation Mockingbird, which we learned about so many decades ago and has really become nothing more than whispered history that most do not comprehend. Something that has been expanded upon to the level of signature reduction. And signature reduction is about the most unconstitutional movement of an out-of-control military-industrial complex where they have 60,000 people involved in foreign and domestic operations online and beyond in person to really destabilize the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, take control 
over entire populaces worldwide, including here domestically, and promote a great narrative, if you will, on behalf of a very real great reset agenda that is nothing more than repackaged globalism, collectivism, and yes, the quote unquote new world order, which is not a conspiracy theory, but instead an ideal set, a terminology that has been promoted for decades upon decades, not only by the Henry Kissingers of the world, okay, not only by Joe Biden himself, who wrote an op-ed with the title. No, 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 no. You can go back to people literally like Hitler. And this was well known. In fact, Madeleine Albright, who I believe passed within the last year or so, when she was discussing the quote-unquote New World Order as George Bush Sr., H.W., was on tour, on his New World Order tour, she said, you know, historically the term hasn't been that great, and (laughs) a lot of people don't like that. Really? Interesting. So they, they feed you this agenda, and social media is a huge tool. And while, you know, I went on quite a tirade earlier in the week on the program via Musk. I can't help but come back to it with this latest post by Elon Musk. When you see this right here, okay, you see a graphic. All right. For those in the know that got through high school, um, that probably read at least two of these books, if not all three, I would hope. I don't know where the curriculum is anymore, folks. I'm an old man at this point. 43 years young, but 1984, Orwell, Brave New World, Huxley, and Fahrenheit 451, okay, book burning and all, Bradbury. And a lot of people don't know, but that was originally published in Playboy via the uh, short stories, you know, when they were actually um, part of real social commentary. And it says, you are here. And Musk posts this and the crowd goes wild. They go nuts. They can't get enough of it. Elon Musk, hero to all. And when I saw this, number one, I didn't know where the graphic actually originated from, but it has a very interesting origin story that we're also going to get into. It's so simple to become popular amongst people where it takes a simple meme that I know has been around for years. And then I find out is actually put out by real journalists, real documentary filmmakers, real people who are unveiling the truth. And then it's utilized by Musk. It's not really Musk. It's his PR team. He has a vast one. Again, if you think that Elon Musk is posting on Twitter all day, okay, running SpaceX, running Tesla, okay, running the boring company, come on. Give me a break. Involved in the Optimus Project. Can't get enough Neuralink. I mean, he is a front man for these agendas. And there is a PR team posting what they see as the zeitgeist coming up, a real awakening. That's the true awakening that's happening, is that now we are at the point where the vast majority of people left or right, realize they're being lied to on a daily basis. 
And many of them have just come to accept this reality, embrace it 1984 style. Okay, that's why this meme's so effective. Others are so pharmacologically drugged up on legal medications, you know, prescribed to them by the authoritative sources, the science, if you will, the doctors, the new priest class, that they also cannot comprehend reality. Mm -hmm. And then you get to Fahrenheit uh, 451, and really you have a metaphor in the sense of not only book burning, but the cancel culture where what? The big media that we were talking about, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, are canceling people and canceling information. In real time, you don't even get the book. You, you quote the source data, you associate that source data with something that's not parroted by someone on CNBC, CNN, Fox News, and oh, no, 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 you're out of here. And to Musk's credit, he has changed a lot of that. There's more and more files coming out every single day. In fact, in a later broadcast, we're going to be talking to Joe Hoft, and we're going to go over some of the censorship that now has been revealed and continues to be revealed. But as I continue to say, I want the file dumps. I want open source, searchable databases of information, not from just the last several years, but really since the inception of Twitter, how much information do you have? I would imagine you have a lot. You just bought the company for $44 billion. And now let's get to the irony of where this graphic comes from, okay? Because the graphic itself was actually made by some friends of mine, somebody I worked with way back in the day in what I would say is the true media the beginning of an alternative media that has flourished and uh, created institutes like American Media Periscope, made them possible. And that was all the way back in my days at InfoWars. And for those that remember Aaron and Melissa Dykes, they did extremely amazing work there. I had some of the best conversations behind the scenes with Aaron, some of the best times working on my documentary films, Invisible Empire and Fabled Enemies with Aaron Dykes, hands down. Some of my best times on the road when we were on the scene of things uh, all the way back in where we go. We, we went to Philadelphia together. Great guy. And they have some of the most powerful documentaries exposing the predator class, exposing the history of government slash university slash privatized mind control that we know about. The Minds of Men is a must-watch free documentary. And later, when we get to the sustainability agenda and Imperative 21, they have done amazing work and a new documentary film uh, that, again, is a must-watch called The King of the World. It is really laying out what we have today in a modern sense in the idea that there is a class of people that through academia and writings at the time it was uh, Thomas Malthus and it would spawn Malthusianism and would say, you know, there's just too many people doing too many things. We need to restrict their movement. And then 
You have the ideology of Darwinism and evolution and social Darwinism. In other words, what? Survival of the fittest, those that should rule, do rule. And they are at the top of the food chain and they inherently should rule. So because they're at the top and because they believe in the science, the academia, they're totally and completely justified in all their agendas of quote unquote sustainability. And these sustainability agendas with a ton of irony are promoted by Elon Musk. He's the one telling you, hey, live in a large trailer style environment for $15,000. Tesla will construct it for you. Hey, drive around in my EVs that can be shut off at a moment's notice, can be hacked easily, obviously, and are part of the green agenda. In other words, regulated. When I say shut off, you might get a certain amount of miles if you're willing to spend your social credit score or your CBDC or whatever system via their command and control centers allow. But it will still be a system where they geographically control where you can go. And that's why when I see this, number one, I hope it sheds light on the fact that TrueStream Media is still out there. Uh, they have amazing documentaries, amazing shorter videos as well. Um, Aaron was an integral part of the beginnings of InfoWars turning from just a website and really Alex Jones's radio show into a multimedia powerhouse um, that has helped, in my opinion, all sorts of alternative media explode. And you can hate Alex Jones, you can love Alex Jones, you can be somewhere in between. But if you deny that Infowars.com has been hugely influential and brought so many people into the alternative media, into questioning what is being told to them via the mainstream media, via the Hollyweird entertainment culture, I think you're fooling yourself. So folks, we're going to come back on the flip side. We're going to talk about um, automation and where it fits into this Agenda 21, this Agenda 2030, this sustainability agenda, and now Imperative 21. Again, all repackaged, garbage in and garbage out. It's Making Sense of the Madness. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, political instability. All of these can have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. But they can also cause gold and silver to go up. Hi, this is Dr. Kirk Elliott. Buy gold, buy silver, buy now, but buyer beware. Precious metals companies are not created equal. As a PhD economist, I have been in the financial, economic, and precious metals business for three decades. The philosophy of my firm is people over profit. I encourage you to read my bio to learn more about me at kirkelliottphd.com. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, 401k, and outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets any longer. Call 720-605-3900 or visit kirkelliottphd.com. 
And we are back. It's Making Sense of the Madness. I am Jason Burmis sitting in for Sean Morgan. And we're talking about Elon Musk, sustainability, censorship. And that's where I want to go next. In the graphic we've been showing, Fahrenheit 451, it is the original barn burner of a book burner that really popularized the idea of this as a a form of censorship, of taking down voices, really a medieval ideal set. Burn them! Well, we've heard time and time again that that's not what's happening via these social media outlets. No, no, no. They're curating authoritative information because the other information, the misinformation or disinformation or the constant moving of that goalpost and now calling it malinformation. Yes, malinformation. What is malinformation, you ask? Well, malinformation can be extremely truthful. And I mean, all the way truthful. In other words, 100% the truth. You can then editorialize on top of that with a viewpoint that is indeed factually accurate and correct but it's hurtful to the agenda. It's hurtful to the narrative, okay? And that needs to be stopped. Well, it's pretty interesting that this is going on right now. Uh, I saw this post from Kim Iverson, and it looks like right now, Rumble is not accessible in France because the French government is demanding to remove creators from our platform. This is big news, and I'll say this. Look, I'm not a big Peter Thiel guy, heavily invested in Rumble. I am a big freedom of speech guy. I am a big freedom of choice guy. I am a guy that has utilized every single platform that I can in big tech, whether or not it is working hand-in-hand with the narrative, with the military industrial complex or not. A lot of people come down to me, Jason, you need to leave YouTube. No, I fought tooth and nail to stay on YouTube. I've had a channel since 2007. During the COVID-1984 nightmare, I had my YouTube channel completely, not just suspended, but taken down four times. And I had to utilize yet another Trojan horse civilian system tech system to even get those channels back. I did so through Twitter. That's how it happened. And it is a difficult path, but you have to be willing to fight tooth and nail, not only on their turf, okay, but on our turf as well. And that's where you come into these alternative platforms. Now, when they said build your own thing, We saw that really wasn't the case early on, and it's still not discussed enough with platforms such as Gab that are pretty much absolute free speech unless you're breaking the law. Now, is there some disgusting, disturbing material on there? You bet. That's the price of free speech. Speech everybody agrees with doesn't need to be protected. It's when you go outside of those norms. And unfortunately, as you see the quote unquote norms and narratives closing in where you're not even allowed to talk about common sense, it's not even a slippery slope anymore. So you saw sites like Gab, then BitChute would be another one. You still get warnings when you click on those websites via 
a multitude of social media platforms. I believe Twitter still included. Why hasn't that been fixed? Can you tell me that? And obviously those dangerous links included the outlet that I was discussing in the previous section. And again, you don't have to love InfoWars or Alex Jones. You have to say they should exist and should be allowed to put out information if you actually believe in free speech. And if you don't believe in free speech, do you really believe in a free humanity? Do you actually believe that we shouldn't be bombing nations unjustly? Because if you don't believe those things, well, then that reality gets inverted on you and you end up succumbing to that kind of behavior. You understand? You leave yourself open to now be the enemy. And that's where we are. That's what Homeland Security always was. That's what the fusion centers are. And that's why we're in this great narrative where the threat to democracy, we're not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic with democratic values and systems that we used to audit, okay, to make them even more valid. Even if you had the puppets in there, and believe me, it's been a puppet show for a long, long time. A lot of malleable people put up there. A lot of fakes, a lot of phonies. And again, that system was totally perpetuated during the um, Hollywood ideal set coming up and celebrity culture. You know, even uh, prior to the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, during uh, World War II, especially with the OSS, they were utilizing people like Bob Hope, Marilyn Monroe, and many others for undercover operations because they could get close to people because people were so enamored with them, right? And that's when you started having big-time PR via like this Bernaysian movement Edward Bernays, the father of propaganda, okay, and the PR department, the public relations, which is really just propaganda, public relations. They soften the language and change the language on so many things. You go back to somebody like Dwight Eisenhower, right? Man, how do we sell the public on Dwight Eisenhower? I mean, he's a war hero. That's a way to do it. We'll do that. Let's, let's make something rhyme. People love rhyming. I love rhyming. You love rhyming, right? Songs rhyme. Um, books we loved, you know, Dr. Seuss, et cetera, all rhyme. I like Ike. Oh, I like Ike too. Okay. And then you get to the Kennedy era. And now you got people like Reagan who are actors that you're going to bring up. You know, a lot of people talk about that Reagan era in the 80s. Look, a lot of great rhetoric. A lot of great chatterboxing, but the truth about Reagan is he was groomed through the Hollyweird system. He was brought up as a California governor. He sat down at meetings with the big boys at the Bohemian Grove, and he had big Rockefeller backing money as he ran for president and won. Okay. And then he was forced to take the real guy as his vice president, the guy that he was actually talking a little bit of smack about. I actually have a large section of this in a film I did, which is free of charge. I would encourage everybody to check it out. You can go check it out uh, today, along with all of my films that are free, by the way. 
Uh, it is Invisible Empire, a new world order defined. And Invisible Empire goes into George H.W. Bush. And isn't it a coincidence, just a, a wacky coincidence, that the guy who shot Reagan, John Hinckley, who's no longer in jail, who's got his own social media accounts. In fact, he's got his own album out there. He's touring. A little bit of the guitar, okay? And and this isn't a come down on Hinckley, by the way. I, I think it's very obvious that he was under some kind of trauma-based mind control by all the facts. And what are those facts? They're really interesting, okay? Now, he's been out of jail for some time. Under house arrest, with an ankle. In the beginning, he was just kind of going home. This is a man that almost killed Brady, brought in a ton of gun legislation because of it. The Brady Bill was a huge movement back in the day. All right. And shot Reagan. Well, it turns out the Hinckley family were good friends with the Bush family. And that Neil Bush was actually supposed to be having dinner. With what? Hinckley's brother the next night, the night after he gets shot. Otter still, you know, somebody with a family like that, with a ton of resources, who might have planned something out, et cetera, et cetera, probably could have done so pretty easily at any time, had the money, resources, et cetera. Instead, he's staying at a hotel taking phone calls, okay, according to media reports, at a payphone right before it happens. Now, I would ask why he was in the hotel and taking payphone calls when if he's just in a hotel and he's not worried about who's listening, right? Or the people talking to him aren't worried about who's listening. Why wouldn't they just call him at the hotel? So many questions there. Um, I think it's absurd not to question that event, but most people don't even know about it. Don't even know about it. So you had your Hollywood guy who thought he might he's going to change the world with George Bush by his side, who's got friends like the Hinckleys, eh? Pretty good stuff. And he's going to take on the Federal Reserve. He's going to do all these great things. What did we really get? We got a whole lot of drug dealing. We got a whole lot of arms trading. We got an Iran-Contra scandal that most people don't remember or are not even close to educated on. All right? Because the books on those, that information, that's whispered history from a long time ago. People don't know how it worked. People were pardoned. The faces of that became folk heroes and talk show hosts and authors like Oliver North. And then the son of the guy that looks like he headed up the operation. It's a great interview with Lee Hamilton, another company man. Uh, behind so many, I mean, Lee Hamilton, uh, I believe part of the Warren Commission, all right, part of the investigation into Iran-Contra, and then him and Thomas Keene head up the 9-11 Commission, establishment guy. He, in an interview, said that Bush Sr. was way dirtier on Iran-Contra. In other words, knew much more than he let on. Really? No kidding. Is the sky blue outside? So narrative control has been out there for a long time, but you were able to put that stuff out there. And Alex Jones was able to have a platform and you were able to click on InfoWars. You're not even allowed to click on InfoWars or Band.TV, et cetera. And Musk has said he will not bring Jones back. That should be a red flag. 
that's great. You're bringing all these other people back. Jordan Peterson, for instance. And look what's happened to Jordan. Jordan, apparently, he's reporting, and Musk is interacting with him on it, that what? He's going to have to undergo social media retraining. Oh, the retraining. Or he's going to have his medical license taken away. You see what's happening right now? The narratives, the science, they're all coming together in a very real Great Reset agenda where they control the narrative. And that's why when we come back uh, on the other side of this break, right, we've got Imperative 21, the design for interdependence, invest in the green movement for justice. And they have a set of posters slash trading cards that describe this agenda that, of course, is in total line with the World Economic Forum and their goals of sustainability, their great reset as well. I am Jason Burma sitting in for Sean Morgan. We will be back. It's Making Sense of the Madness. Inflation is out of control. The price of gasoline has doubled in a very short time and interest rates are set to rise. How do you protect and grow your portfolio to make sure that you do not outlive your assets? Invest in annuities that have rate lock. Rate lock is an innovative new feature that allows you to lock in your rate of return at any time during the year to lock in these volatile upswings of the market. And unlike CDs and money market accounts, they accumulate tax deferred and can participate in the upside of market indexes. And they're probate free and they can provide an income that you can't outlive. With all the different companies, features, indexes, and benefits which annuities offer, it can be confusing to choose which annuity is best for your unique situation. Let a company you can trust help you select a rate lock annuity that's right for you. Add an annuity to your retirement portfolio and start enjoying the many benefits that smart investors love. Call the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. That's the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. Cleveland Insurance Group, 844-USA-2024. What is Imperative 21? Well, it's really just another NGO, non-government organization that is set up to continually sell you on the idea that the planet is dying and that humans are the problem. And they're a big problem for a number of reasons outside of that mean, old, nasty carbon. We're going diversity. We're going equity. We're going all out. Now, normally on my show, when I've covered this, it's a little more loose. I'm not wearing the uh, the jacket, etc. Instead, you get to hear it. Now, I'm not going to put you through that because it's one of those like, you know, where the days are there and they're long and the system is just broken. We've broken the system. And now the people that are telling us that the system is broken, folks, they're giving us a fix. So we're going to go through the commercial, kind of break it down as it happens without the audio. And thank your lucky stars. If you think my uh, voice is grating, I promise you, when you do look this up on YouTube, it's just, it's over the top. It's, it's again, part of that Holly weird sell you on this 
culture. You're bad. You're a human. And then we're going to go through the individual posters and messages of sustainability that they're putting out there. So let's kick it off with the beginning of this at their own website right now. As you can see, this is Imperative 21. And oh, do we pause it? Let's see. Can we play it? There we go. So it's inequality, insecurity, climate, climate. There's, you know, critical errors. Is this the future we want? Shareholder um, capitalism, right? Stakeholder capitalism. They're acting like you're going to be a part of this. That's what Klaus and the gang are selling you on. That's nonsense. They no longer want you to have what? Real assets, ownership of your life. No, it's reinvent, redesign, reimagine, and reset. They want to reset everything, our economic system. Again, they don't want private interactions and trade outside of their globalism. They want to grow the food in fluorescent lights if they allow you to have it. Think about what their justice has been. And of course, it's a bunch of diverse faces. Ooh, we've got to promote diversity. I mean, you look for the stakeholders. No, 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 no. You're the slaveholder if you buy into this system. A system where they want you masked up for the rest of your life, where you respect the planet. That's what this is. The imperatives of an economic system change. Oh, it's a bee. We're all happy. It's nature. And it's a healthy planet. This is part of the health for peace and peace for health agenda. Let's reset together. So the Great Reset gets a lot of play. All right. The World Economic Forum gets a, a lot of play. People do talk about uh, Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 much more now, as they should, because that's the historical precedence that this has set. But we have to be aware they have set up an idea where the new religion is our repentance, our repentance for our climate injustices. So people that are traveling around on private jets, working with the United Nations, working with groups like Imperative 21, the Davos crowd, they've decided to go back to this old school pagan style religion of Gaia worship where we're bad. And it's not just the carbon that's emitted on the private jet that's hypocritical. And it's not just blowing up pipelines like Nord Stream and saying Russia, 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 and having masses of carbon just come up and say, not us, no big deal. Let's not acknowledge the climate impacts. It's not just that stuff, guys. No, no, no. It's the unadulterated warfare that's never counted. Do you, do you think they talk about the carbon costs of drone warfare, space warfare, testing different propulsion and weapon systems? It's not even discussed. It doesn't have to be disclosed. It's the big ha-ha funny-funny. We'll do whatever we want militarily. Then we will shame you for being a human being and act like you're killing the planet. When we build death machines that, if you believed our propaganda and rhetoric, obviously kill the planet. And by the way, they ain't great. We're not, I'm not even talking about the carbon it goes in uh, for some of these ICBMs, uh, rocket systems, propulsions. There's all sorts of other things that probably aren't the best for the environment, but we don't talk about those pollutants anymore. 
Why? Because it's all about a system of command and control that can be traded and exploited. And that's why what you're looking at here is the Imperative 21 agenda in your face. These are not made up. This is the real deal. There are uh, 12 of them, and we're going to break down uh, a bunch of them right now and show you uh, this agenda. Now, before I bring myself back up, let's take care of the four in the corner, okay? I guess I'll pop myself in. A minimum living wage and financial security. So you got the two workers on the top there. First of all, I'm with most of these people that you, if you work 40 hours a week anywhere, you're being taxed for it, you should have a living wage. You should be able to pay for the basics. In other words, you should be able to have a house. You should be able to feed yourself, no problem. All right, and you should also be able to pay medical. That's not what they set up. I often talk a bit about this as well as automation in the sense of uh, the production of cars and other technology came into being and the first industrial revolution happened. And as it was happening, they were selling us on the next one that basically that automation that was coming into fruition and now uh, computational power was going to make it so that you were going to have to work only 30 hours a week. It was going to be the leisure society. You were going to go on all these vacations, et cetera. And this is what they were saying in the uh, 50s and 60s. In fact, I have this great clip of Walter Cronkite literally telling you you're going to work 30 hours a week, okay? And you're going to have month-long vacations and all these nice little toys. And this is back when you had a household, a large household of, you know, five people most of the time, sometimes more. You had three kids, a wife, a husband, and one of the people were working. Instead, what society did you get? Both people work. They work 40 to 60 hours a week. There is no leisure society unless you're able to get to the uh, more upper echelons of the economic system, middle class, upper middle class. So they build this middle class ideal set, but now you're not saving as much anymore. There's not a lot of savings. Instead, it's a system of credit. Oh, let them borrow against this house that they're going to buy. So as that happens and the currency is actually devalued and you have to work more, your living wage no real no longer really uh, covers your your health costs in most cases, especially if there's an emergency. So so then you look at the guy in the hard hat with his financial security. Let's get outside of you know what some of those service jobs were even intended to be in the very beginning, uh, part time jobs uh, for people to move on in the workforce, maybe run something like that, open their own, or move on in another career. Right? They were the teenage jobs. Uh, again, it's one of those things where they tell you they're the jobs no one wants. Just like 10, 15 years ago, they were telling you that nobody wanted to be outdoors or a, a maid or basically cleaning things. You used to have, again, teenagers do that. Sometimes younger, though, they would shovel the uh, driveways. They would do the lawns of people. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, let's bring in uh, immigration for that. And I don't fault those people that want to come here and have a better life. But again, they sell you, you don't want them. And then they make it so even if you have them, you can't survive on them. But again, the people that have caused this, they're going to save us with Imperative 21. So 
The gentleman behind us, uh, he has a hard hat on. He talks about financial security. There seems to be a large bridge in the background. This is your classic construction worker. And once again, uh, you used to be able to work on a construction site, have a not only living wage, but a pretty damn good wage. All right. And then if you wanted overtime, which was pretty available, you could make even more. You'd have a pension. You'd have a pr- pretty decent health plan, especially if you're putting in the physical labor. That's gone by the wayside. And honestly, this is a place they're going to bring more and more automation in. So, you know, that they show you this financial security, but in reality, it's one of the jobs that's going to be automated out the quickest. So now uh, I want to take myself out so we can look at the uh, two behind me here. And of course, we got to get gender balanced. Get out of this male-dominated patriarchy. And for me, this one is pretty dark and hilarious because we have to act like biologically men and women are completely the same. That's not real. okay? and that's not to say that there aren't extremely intelligent and more talented women, mathematicians, uh, scientists, engineers, et cetera. Of course there are. Of course there are, especially in certain fields. This is where the meritocracy comes in. But at the same time, culturally, uh, we have been raised into uh, certain ideal sets where we just gravitate to different things. And the idea that we don't have powerful women and they've never been in positions of power is absolutely ridiculous. And there are certain industries of course, where women dominate, and they should, and they should. But you're not allowed to talk about nature. We got to get gender balanced. And now looking at this poor woman underneath and the healthcare system, we're going to get rid of neglect and we're going to bring back respect. We're going to get rid of neglect. We're going to bring back respect. Folks, I want you to think about that as well. It's kind of like that I like Ike thing that we were discussing before. It's the Bernaysian talking point. Um, did we respect all of those elderly people that were forced to take remdesivir or be put on a ventilator? Couldn't have things like hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin hmm? or the monoclonal antibodies. Were they respected then? Is that the kind of respect we're supposed to get? So on the flip side of this break, we're going to wrap up the other eight, the other eight of these propaganda posters, what sustainability really means. Again, how Musk is very much a part of this agenda. It's making sense of the madness. I am Jason Burmis. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. They're not out to tell you the truth of what's happening. They're out to tell you the picture of the world that they represent. The mission of the Epoch Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements and facts, and prevent people from being misled. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would ensnare this country in ignorance, and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. 
Subscribe today to our digital edition at theepochtimes.com and join the Americans who are seeking truth and tradition. Read the difference in all your devices. We'd love to have you on board. And we are back. It's Making Sense of the Madness. I am Jason Burmes. It is Imperative 21. It is a reality. It is part of this idea of sustainability, which is terminology that in the very words of those promoting it over a decade ago, people like Dennis Bushnell, the head of... uh, science at NASA, their chief scientist saying, no, sustainability is really a code word for your standard of living plummeting. And is that ever more present than now? Food costs more, electricity costs more, wages have not only been stagnant, but they're not really out there. They're selling you on an idea that you need to just succumb to this And you need to take a universal basic income. Everything's falling apart. Of course, it's human beings' fault. And we need to reset the economic system. And when you see that and you see how they failed with a minimum wage, how they failed with the financial security of people willing to do hard labor, how they have failed, once again, in the medical system, how can they be trusted? Now, We've got eight more of these bad boys. You can see the word reset very prominently on one of them. And of course, that gets back to the commercialized propaganda we just saw and the association with, oh, we're taking on the stock markets and Wall Street. We're going to get them. Yeah. It's cartoon level, folks. It's not real. You got to ask yourself, I guess there could be an interpretation to um, the uh, black woman, maybe trans person when you had exclusive and inclusive in the covers and they're on the mic. They're on the mic. When are we acting all of a sudden like people who had, let's say, looks or social mores outside of the traditional system not being promoted by the mainstream media? and entertainment culture. Certainly hasn't been in my lifetime. It it happened in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s. I mean, maybe it would be music, more or less, um, when I was a younger person. But certainly, when you got outside of just the realm of uh, 10 or so channels on TV, the cable generation, you could be whatever you want, you could be whoever you want. You started to see that as a kid via Nickelodeon and shows like you can't do that on television. So the idea that uh, the entertainment industry and uh, those outside of norms are being marginalized. No, we're getting inclusive, y'all. And then you get to the uh, young gentleman here who looks like he must be wearing or uh, working in a sweatshop, free and fair markets. Yes, I'm sure they're going to create Free and fair markets for everybody. China's going to get rid of their slave labor in their camps. We're going to get rid of our privatized prisons where you pay 
uh, literal inmates, pennies on the dollar to produce goods and services. It's all just going to go away once we hit that reset button and let Davos come into control and bend the knee to organizations like the United Nations and the World Health Organizations, because it's peace for health and health for peace. And we need a healthy planet. And that brings us to uh, the green one right here, the extractive and regenerative. Oh, that's right. Elon Musk, Tesla, not just a car company. Let's not forget Tesla is behind automation. You know, that we were talking about in the very beginning of this, we were talking about what? Chipotle, uh, White Castle, that's the fast food industry. We've seen it with uh, driverless vehicles delivering via Domino's now. It's happening in real time. And they sell you on the idea Tesla's a car company, and it's about what? The green movement, electric cars, et cetera. They're also helping to print up the mRNA shots via CureVac. It's an agenda machine. That's what Tesla is. So the vast majorities of the energy that is stored in these things comes from a traditional sense that the actual power is still gas and oil. But no, no, no. We're going to get rid of extractive and we're going to go regenerative. Now, I'm not against technology. I love it. The fact of the matter is this uh, predator class that wages warfare on humanity, both figuratively and literally, all right, both through physical means and psychological warfare. The thing is, they don't want you to have cheap and affordable energy. It's not a thing. You see, the more cheap and affordable energy that you have, the more empowered you are, the more things you can do, the more places you can go. And the less you have to depend on a system of track trace database, not only on the outside, but eventually on the inside of total and complete command control while they take control of the human species. And you get to the blue one in the corner. We got three more below. Hopefully we're going to be able to hit all of them before the end of the broadcast. And you have, quote unquote, net worth or well-being. And now you got the evil businessman in the suit. Oh, it's evil to be the businessman in the suit. I guess so. When you got, you know, basically uh, schoolgirl like puppets, Katie Hobbs laughing in her like semi pants suit being uh, sworn in as she pledges an allegiance to the Constitution and Bill of Rights. So you look at that thing. And of course, the other side of it is is what this agenda where you're going to be healthy and we're not going to look at success in business anymore. It was the entire push in the 80s. And I think there is a happy medium, right? Uh, I don't believe that you're happy because you're in a business suit all day or you've got a pool in the backyard and a jacuzzi and all these material things. Now, I don't necessarily think they have to make you unhappy either, but it is human relationships that are of the utmost importance and we must gravitate towards, yet this agenda isn't really promoting those type of human relationships. What are they promoting? Well, again, they're promoting that we're bad. We need to go back to a Gaia-esque religion, bend the knee to their control system so we can be limited on where we can go, 
what we can eat and what we can see. Okay. And at the same time, genetically modify ourselves in any manner these they see fit while they push the emergence of a virtual age that goes beyond the metaverse and a Facebook-driven Oculus headset to one of more immersion and more subversion of human beings themselves. We're going to come back on the other side. We're going to wrap this bad boy up. It is Making Sense of the Madness. I am Jason Burmis exposing the sustainability agenda, the green agenda for what it is. It is an anti-human agenda. We'll be back after this. trust and should you the small untrustworthy group of people who own and control almost every industry hope you will not even entertain the questions let alone put in the time to explore the answers these two volumes of the world awakens are an encyclopedia of trusted sources who give their honest overview of our real history the world today and what lies ahead Get The World Awakens, Volume 1 and 2, signed by author John Michael Chambers for only $50 each. Or bundle the two and add Genocide Jab, all three signed hardbacks for $120. Order today at ampnews.us. For unsigned and all other formats, visit Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Final segment of Making Sense of the Madness. I want to thank all you guys for sitting in with me as we have a little bit of fun while we expose this very dark agenda. And that's why we've got three more of these posters slash trading cards uh, on Imperative 21, which is basically a great reset talking head. That's what it is. And when I see the man in the background right there, in his work jacket, and he's got the light on there. It looks like a coal miner, right? And it says, respected with dis out of there. Like, you're going to disrespect the coal miner? Who's disrespecting the coal miner? Not me. You know, that guy will wrap his hands around you and give you one for it. The other thing that I, I look at this, you know, they always talk about how they don't want stereotypes, et cetera, diversity. It's all stereotypes. You got the mullet-driven, mustached man with a light on his head? Come on. I mean, you know, give me a uh, Peruvian transgender non-binary person, uh, U-N-W-E-F, right? Winner take all or shared prosperity. And again, you couldn't be more cliche. You couldn't be more stereotypical. They, they give you the look of a um, migrant worker coming from South America or maybe in South America, standard hat. 
They give you like kind of like that desert tone. Maybe he's in the United States. Maybe not. Winner take all. Again, they're trying to widen the gap between the haves and have nots. They say they want to eliminate it. No, they want the have everythings. Because once they have the have everythings, that's when they take control fully of the genomics of human beings and create a system that we may not be able to come back as a society because it's a transhumanist movement. That's what the fourth industrial revolution is. And this is a big part of it because they need you under their thumb so they can get rid of everything good that is human. And what better way to say that than we're getting rid of those suits that are up top, right? Those evil old white men. And we're going to distribute power, not concentrate it. So a black woman with glasses and short hair, she's going to be elevated to the top. That's It's Corinne Jean-Pierre, everybody. That's not real. That's not real. Unfortunately, there is a social climbing structure where somebody like that can get to a Peter Thiel level. They can even get to an Elon Musker nuts level. But they're not in the biggest of clubs. They're not in that generalized, nepotistic, hundreds, if not thousands of years system. The king of the world system exposed by Truth Stream Media, bringing it full circle all the way back to that Twitter post by Musk. Again, we give him credit when credit is due. He's spoken out against population control. And he said, hey, that's an ideology of the end of humanity. Well, Elon, I'm telling you right now, the sustainability agenda, the green agenda, your electric car agenda, the Neuralink agenda, the Optimus robot agenda, that's the end of humanity as well. Make no mistake about it. That's the reality. That's where we have to be as a society. And we have to come together and push back and say, we don't want your great reset. We don't want imperative 21. We want the United Nations out of the United States and the U.S. out of the United Nations. We want out of NATO. We don't want to support military conflicts that we're told we're fighting the great evil Russia. No, I don't want to be involved in a war of terror overseas, and you shouldn't either. And all of these things will continue, and they'll continue to tell you that they have a solution to all of it, while they're the ones that are actually causing the problems. Yes, it is the Hegelian dialectic being used again and again and again against us, problem, reaction, solution. Well, their solution, folks, is not one that empowers humanity. I am Jason Burmis. This is Making Sense of the Madness. Hopefully you'll see Sean Morgan next week. Thank you all.
where we go one, 